Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and I am joined by Christian Botalias. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. It's been, it feels like it's been a while. It has been a while, man. I think we missed you last episode. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah last week. Yeah, for sure. And this feels like it's been forever, man. But what's up, Rodrigo? What's up, everybody? And yeah, same for me. I feel like I haven't been here in like, what, two weeks? You're right, man. It does feel that way. I don't know what it feels like we... I don't know. It, it's been a little bit off, for sure, of like a... Mm. A little bit of this, a little bit. Of, oh, yeah, that's true. Because we did have like that, uh, obviously, uh, what is it? A FIFA break in between oh, all yeah, the good cool. stuff. So that kind of threw it off. And it was then Labor Day. And so there's been like a couple of weeks. That I felt like we've been just all over the place for sure, man. But uh, but here we are, man. I think, um, I guess maybe people should know. We always record really late at night. So maybe our energy levels are not as high as they should be. <laughs> Uh, recording at 9 17 at night um but this is the only time that we can do it so you know if you guys the ones that do listen to the show and enjoy it maybe we still do a great job of you know keeping <laughs> you entertained uh because then eventually uh we'll start saying really really dumb stuff and that's because we're probably tired <laughs> but uh but yeah here we are obviously um the houston dynamo well, I, I guess we'll start with two Houston Dynamo 2 um, qualified, man, to the playoffs by yeah. literally the teeth. Skin of their teeth. Yeah, skin of their teeth, man. So it's really crazy that it went all the way to the last game. And really with the help of, you know, other results kind of happening around too. So it was really, 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 really rough to see them do that just because of how good we know they can be. But they've just been going through ups and downs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty incredible, but yeah, Christian or Rodrigo, let's start with that. Just your thoughts on seeing the team make the playoffs like this. Uh, Rodrigo, you want to start? He's like, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to keep my dog from coming in and out and he's just at the door and he's just, the door doesn't <laughs> lock. It's just like, ah, stressful. Um, but yeah, no, it's like uh like you're mentioning, they just made the playoffs barely. Um I don't I don't I mean I, I don't know how to feel about it other than it's good for the team. It's like we mentioned, it's something that we want to develop players, wanna give opportunity to other players coming in. Um reserve team. I, I I think it's good. It's just progress more than anything, but it's not something to be like super excited for. I mean, at the end of the day, we just want these players to perform better and get a chance to play on the first team um, or go somewhere that they can develop more. But it's to me, she'll say, eh, it's good. Good for Houston. Good for them. But honestly, nothing to get too too excited about. That's that's my personal take. I know other people are like, "Man, you you sound kind of like stupid," you know, <laughs> no emotion behind it, no support. But I'm like, well, that's their objective, you know. That's kind of their job. You're supposed to make the playoffs, you know. You're you're supposed to want to get better and improve. Um, otherwise, why even play? I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, Kristen, your thoughts, man. No, yeah, uh, kind of, you know, same same uh, sentiment that Rodrigo had. Uh, but I guess one of the, the minor details that I guess we can say that happened is that um, Kenny Bundy is going to be able to be able to coach the team. I think Joey, Joey had mentioned it, that last year, obviously, we saw Negramura being fired basically from the, fir- from the first team. Therefore, Kenny Bundy was bumped up to the first team for the last final four or five games of the of the season and it was an interim coach that they basically coached uh the the remainder of the season for those and the playoffs so kenny bundy maybe you know having a uh oh hey there you go astro 
having a having a you know having his guys and having being able to put his own input maybe for this playoff run uh, might make a difference as we know regular season compared to the playoffs is like a whole different game almost. Um, but yeah, like Rodrigo said, it's a good thing that they're progressing. Obviously, you you play to compete, and you know, obviously, nobody wants to lose, so that's a good part. But obviously, you're gonna you want to look at you know where's the development part of that. But at the same time, you play to compete, you play to win. So nothing but the best. Honestly, it's not a good look that you had to wait on other results to kind of be able to barely make it to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you made it. Now you kind of shake that off and you look forward and, you know, whoever bait picks you to go to this playoff matchups, because uh, I think it's one home and one away, uh, you know, just go for it and give it your yeah, all. And, and, you know, and you mentioned that you, we, we find out basically who chooses, if any, who chooses a Dynamo or if they just, you know, get um, the one that doesn't choose anybody, basically, which it would be yeah. Austin at this rate. So, uh Tacoma Defiance would pick first their opponent, then Sporting KC, and obviously whoever's remaining will go to Austin. Um, you would think that, you know, Tacoma Defiance will pick the Dynamo, being the lowest seed. But again, it's kind of interesting because you can kind of see everybody's going to have a different strategy, maybe, right? Um, Travel and all that. Right. Really so it's, it's going to be uh, for sure something different because we haven't seen it before. Uh, in this playoff uh, situation. So it would be to an extent, like I think I honestly, I feel more what Rodrigo says. It's like, there's not really a high point is like super excited for the guys. Of course they, they should be happy that they're in the mm -hmm. postseason, but this season in general has been such a ups and downs. The only thing that could maybe make it sweeter is if they go all the way to the final, you know, that that's kind of like the, perspective that that i'm kind of that i would see fit but but good for them we'll be right here uh waiting for more information for it to come out we'll find out who they'll be facing um i'm glad that kenny uh you know it's is going to be there to coach the boys but man they have not been responding well to anything from him so um and then uh i guess talking about the Houston Dash, obviously, they don't have a game till next weekend. Uh, so it's definitely, I mean, their season is in shambles. We've talked about them, you know, basically giving up on the coach. Obviously, the interim coach comes in, gets a win. Everybody falls in love with her again, which is great. Uh, being a little sarcastic, you guys know that I just feel that maybe something different has to happen. Um, and their shot at making the playoffs is pretty slim, not impossible. They are really only six points away, I believe. And so they have nine points to play out. And if they get all three wins, man, they could technically make it in. You know, obviously there's going to be probably some uh, teams that they have to count on and, you know, for them not to win or get more points. So it'd be interesting for sure. No, I get, I get a question because I know we get a lot of people that follow the Dash to listen to this. And, of course, you know, maybe we're not as knowledgeable. But, you know, as people that like to support, you know, Houston soccer and everything like that, I would like to ask the people listening, if, you know, if you're out there, uh, who would you like, the you know, the Dynamo to pick as a coach? Because I think, you know, obviously we don't have one. Um, you know, I, I think we need to get that conversation going. I mean, the season yeah. is going to come to an end sooner than later. Uh, Alex Singer is going to have to, you know, I'm sure she's already looking. Um, but, you know, what, who is a good candidate? You know, what are you, what are you expecting? Obviously, the, the women's soccer world for me is a little strange. Uh, and the fact that I don't know much of it. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see, you know, what kind of names pop out. You know, reasonable names. Uh, I guess we can make a list of, you know, what are reasonable names? And then what are your, what's your dream well, pick? You know? It's funny that you say that because obviously internally we've discussed, maybe jokingly, but what about, you know, Kenny Bundy taking over the dash? You know, having somebody like that, somebody that's obviously never coached, uh, I don't think he's ever coached like in the women's, um, women's team, but it'd be, you know, something kind of out of the box, knowing the way that Kenny can set up his teams very, uh tactical and statistical wise 
uh, it would be something kind of funny to see. But um, I know that Sarah in the past, uh, the current interim coach, she hasn't really been confident or shown confidence that she wants to be a head coach. And I think that's kind of maybe the reason why I try to, you know, maybe in my head steer away from her because at the end of the day, whether you're ready or not, you should want to be a head coach if you are in the realm of coaching staff, you know, whether it be your first assistant, second assistant, third assistant, if you're not really pushing to become the main person, then it's a little scary for sure. Um, Rodrigo, anything you want to add dash related uh, before we jump into the Houston Dynamo? Uh, no, I mean, I'm not really dash related, but you know, since we're about to, uh, we're going to jump into the Houston Dynamo things, yep. I just gotta say, man, since we're down there in Kansas City or up there in Kansas City, they show a lot of love to the um Kansas City Current over there. Like, oh, yes. me and Rudy were impressed how much, I guess, marketing or you know, their brand is everywhere. Obviously, we wish they did it here, even for the Dynamo. Honestly, like we're just kind of impressed how much how much stuff they had out there. So shout out to those ladies, and they're what below us um, on the table statistically, and yeah, they show them love. You bet. Yeah, uh, and we and we <laughs> pat and we actually well, well we'll get into the trip, man. Might as well. Uh, yeah, we went to Kansas City, Rodrigo and I. Uh, we were gonna take Chris, man, but we never heard. We're from Chris. <laughs> we left Chris at home, basically. <laughs> but uh, I think next season, I was thinking that, you know, we're a good amount of uh, people in Bayou City Soccer. So it'd be kind of good if maybe we can do uh, more away games. If, not necessarily together if we don't, but at least try to get people out. I'd like, you know, maybe like one game uh, out of the season away, whether it be just somebody do Austin, somebody do Dallas, or kind of a little further away would be nice too, man. And the way you can do that is by buying us a coffee at <laughs> buy me buy me a coffee at <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash buy city soccer. You can always support us there, help us out. Maybe we can use those funds to fund a trip for one of the boys. Yeah. To go out and cover a game. That would be dope. That would be yeah, nice. you're right. No, it's absolutely right, man. And and obviously uh you know uh I think last year Rodrigo and I had talked about going to sporting Kansas City kind of glad I we didn't because I think they lost like 4-0 or something like that that <laughs> match so but this one wasn't any better because really there should have been points out of it but overall the trip was really nice and uh uh Rodrigo he's uh Ted Lasso he's been watching Ted Lasso so he's like hey check this place out man where where did you take us Rodrigo um well yeah the barbecue place Arthur Bryant's barbecue which I don't even know if they really mentioned it on Ted Lasso. I just happened, like I was telling Rudy, I'm like, I don't know. He was showing something on his iPad and he had this picture on the background that it was like this barbecue place. So I obviously had to, you know, pause it, look at the name, Googled it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely Kansas City because he's supposed to be or he's from Kansas City or Kansas. Um, And I was just telling Rudy, I don't know, man, it might be good. It's on the show, whatever. And yeah, we show up to the airport and we see this brand basically everywhere. And then uh, so we're hungry. We're, you know, it's noon or about to be two. And then uh, I tell Rudy, hey, you know what? Let's just go check it out. And yeah, our Uber driver, as soon as we tell him where we're going, he's like, man, that's the best barbecue in Kansas City. <laughs> and I was just like, OK, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it was good, man. It was lots of meat. It was basically all sandwich style barbecue. So they had yeah. the typical barbecue stuff just in sandwich. And those were massive. I mean, they just stuffed that with meat. We just. That was a lot, bro. We could barely really walk. Good. That's for sure. <laughs> we tried to, but it was pretty much impossible. But uh, no, it it was fun, man. It was really short, you know, twenty four hour trip basically. Uh, just went from the we got to the airport and it was raining. We were in the plane for like an hour and thirty minutes, just waiting to get out of the plane, which was great. Uh, and then like Rodrigo said, went to the hotel, dropped off our stuff, basically got ready, went to get food. Uh. And it was funny because, like Rodrigo said, I I haven't seen Ted Lasso, and I keep telling myself that I'm going to watch it. Now I do have Apple T 
or Apple TV, so I can definitely <laughs> have no excuse not to watch it. But here we are. Um, but but they did have like a couple little things of like Ted Lasso related stuff, uh, whether it be the signs like the I believe sign and stuff uh, that I believe in barbecue. So it was it was funny that it, whether it relates a lot or not, they did a good job of kind of bringing that together. Um, but also, you know, going to a little bit of the downtown, we didn't get to see a ton of you, but but, you know, it was. More than enough. There, there's Chris with his Funko Pops. He's about to show his whole collection. There you go. Samo Bisanya. That's awesome. There you go. Ted, nice, nice. Ted Lasso. Hey, you got Coach Beard. Nice. Look at you. Look at you with your collection. Look at you. Man, this guy. Cultured. You got messy too, right? My mom. My wife. I was like, my mom. My wife bought it. I'm like, so you, really you got Messi too box. somewhere in there, don't you? Uh, I, no, I actually don't. I don't have Messi. Uh, we got to get your Messi uh, one then. Oh, Messi's only the PSG. There you go. <laughs> now you got to get a sleeve tattoo like that, man. Right? Imagine. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, man. No, but yeah, overall, it was a nice trip. And yeah, we we basically made it to there. So. When I talked to Manny from EB, he's like, yeah, Ben, are you excited? You're going to go to the mall next to the stadium. And honestly, that's what we ended up doing. We had so much time. <laughs> Straight up just everything was kind of 30, 40 minutes away. And I told Rodrigo, bro, we, we can't keep going back to the hotel because that's money, man. That was like $50 Ubers. I was like, I'm not I'm not, I'm not about spending money like that. And so sure enough, we, we got there about, what, two hours before we were supposed to go in, more or less? Yeah, I think two hours. And I uh, just kind of killed time at the outlets. And it looked like it was going to rain. Rodrigo bought a jacket and even put it on, man. It was, it was pretty cool. Hey, but now I have it because now it's raining in Houston and you, know, kidding, you need it. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the stadium, the stadium experience, it's a, it feels like a smaller stadium. I haven't even really looked how, how many people fit in it, Christian. But it's really nice, like pretty nicely made um, for – how the stadium like it's one of those that kind of like nrg you know whenever you go into nrg and you like you know they check your ticket and then there's a big opening area they have that on two of the sides so they're able to do you know a lot of little i guess events and, and things inside during the game so uh, they keep they keep you entertained whether you're you know and they had a full-size goal not like a little fake goal I like a full size goal that you can shoot at. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, it wasn't a sellout crowd. Uh, there wasn't that many media people. That's one thing that I was surprised. There wasn't that many uh, media people for them. You know, for Kansas City. Yeah, I I would have expected. You know, being a a kind of a team that obviously has always done well. It's always and yeah, Rodrigo, go for now, it. I'm looking at the capacity and it's oh. On Wikipedia, it says 18,467. Yeah. And according to foot mob attendance, it says 1,800. Um, I mean, 18,033 um, fans. Uh, but that but that wasn't the case. I mean, we were there. There's a lot of empty seats. I, there, it was a lot of empty seats, man. Yeah. I like I mean, lot, it's kind of but... like the Dynamo, man. They fluff it up because you know people may have tickets, <laughs> but it's not that they actually went in there. It's it's about tickets sold, and uh, it was still, I mean, a really good crowd. The uh, the fans behind the goal, uh, what do they call it? Well, the place they call it the Blue Cauldron. So, cauldron? um, yeah, what is a cauldron? Isn't that where like like, uh, like uh, the wizards? You know, they cook uh, the they cook the yeah, witches, they cook spells yeah. Yeah, that's and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Kansas City do better, bro. But that was because they're, they were the Wizards. You know, they were the Kansas City oh, Wizards. Oh, that makes so. sense. I guess. So. I guess. Yeah, that right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it made more sense back then. Now, nobody really calls them the Wizards. Uh, really, I, I would say. But no, overall, it was a really cool vibe. Uh, but yeah, like I was mentioning, I was just counterproductive. I told Rodrigo, <laughs> Rodrigo will have a better story because he stayed down in the field, you know, the entire game. And I went up to the meter box with, dude, Christian, it's like in the fourth floor, man. You know how the they've been talking about Fifth. possibly moving that media box <laughs> from at uh, Shell Energy Stadium. Man, let's just 
pray and hope that that is the case because it's a completely different view, man. Um, I, and I know you've been to like the Austin kind of similar to sub high, um, at our NRG or even like uh, Dallas Cowboys stadium, obviously they're much higher. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a different vibe and it was kind of cool because there was a balcony. Uh, so you could see like, and you know, obviously like, uh, what's it called? Feel a breeze, not necessarily just a, you know, a window in front of your face. So, um, but yeah, surprisingly, like I said, not a lot of people, man. Not a lot of people. I will say though, I did get a little annoyed because the people were like super biased, and I feel that even when when we're there, you know, they they make sure that like people kind of don't go too crazy when they celebrate a goal and stuff. And that was not at all the case there. But Rodrigo, you were down on the field, man. Mm -hmm. How was that that experience? See, and I think one thing that I guess made the experience a little bit different than what we're used to and not like we've gone to many away games but i feel like kansas city was not they're not prepared to teach people or guide people i should say guide people on the whereabouts of like what the media should do because you would ask people like hey where am i supposed to go and they're like i don't know that's that guy we got we got the press we were like where's the credential they give you a credential and then it's like go be free and like we would <laughs> run into players and like you know just like hey what's up guys like nothing like you're just walking with the them like it, it was I guess in to an extent interesting but I don't remember seeing that many security guards period anywhere yeah, yeah and nobody asks you questions really when you're down there as long as you have a badge they just think like oh he knows what he's doing but honestly no we were lost like <laughs> I was taking pictures and you know if you watch the game from home the camera view i guess that side that's closer to your tv um where the coaching staff and all the players are that's only reserved to the staff players staff team staff anything like that if you ever gone to um shell energy stadium that's really where i guess the our media staff is allowed to be on the side of the coaching staff well, I didn't know any better, so I got on that side. And then by halftime, they're like, hey, man, you don't have a, the co- right color vest on your little or whatever vest they gave me. And uh, they're like, are you with the Dynamo? Because um, I, 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 don't, I think you're in the wrong place. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of one of those things that they don't really guide you. And, we're, and me and Rudy were both kind of lost trying to get around the stadium to begin with. Like, where are we supposed to go? Where's the media? And we just kept, we had to ask like four or five different people because nobody really knew how to get there um, or what, how to, I guess, I don't know, join the crew. And uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, so, it was funny because I'm just, yeah, there you go for it. No, I was saying, going to the point that you said they don't have a lot of media coverage. Maybe they're not used to having a lot of people. Like, <laughs> You're right, man. Yeah, no, that, and, that and I think that's, that's probably what happened. You're right. There were, yeah, yeah, it was like I said, it was really odd. I would, I was expecting. I mean, you know, just from what we know of Kansas City, you know, it's a, it's a place that U.S. capital. Oh, uh, and and you can see why. There's a lot of passion for sure. Uh, but it was just interesting because, like, obviously we had um the Houston Dynamo Communications um Jag was helping us out, but you know, it is one guy compared to like a hundred people from the kansas city like we don't want to keep bothering like the dynamo people and it, yeah it was just like nothing i kept telling radio dude can you believe we're just back here like just walking around and obviously like we're not doing anything or you know bad or anything like that but it was just it felt weird that there was like literally no one really telling us where to go to an extent and uh and the directions were always like we would ask one person and they're like oh honey i don't know where you're going let me, and they'll get somebody else, and then that person would be like, kind of know. And then you walk, and then you obviously are lost still. So you have somebody else, and they don't know. So it was, a, it was a little. No, it wasn't frustrating at the end of the day. I think we got where we needed to go, but it was definitely yeah. interesting. like Rudy was riding the elevator with the Kansas City player yeah. crew and everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. I was, I was, I'd send the message to you guys. I'm like, hey, I can confirm that Alan Pulido is not going to be playing because I just ran into him in the elevator. You know, it was just. Funny, like, the way it was. And then crazy. what was fun, more even funnier what I was telling Rodrigo, because uh, obviously the game ended, all the Dynamo players basically ran out of the pitch because, you know, obviously who wants to stay there after almost tying the game? And, you know, it's uh, kind of gut 
like lost. And so uh, I'm going towards the elevator and trying to make it downstairs because they had already told me, Jack had mentioned where the uh, press conference was going to be, which is the little room downstairs near the locker room. And uh, I'm waiting and there's like literally like all these guys, like Alan Pulido. There's another guy I can't think of. And then a bunch of like reserve guys. And uh, and it just it was funny because obviously all these Kansas City players, I'm right in the middle of it. And they, they just kept looking at me. And obviously I told Rodrigo, I was like, damn, they probably see that one dynamo badge in, in my backpack. <laughs> and they're over here. <laughs> and then what was funny is like they were closing the elevator and you just hear somebody's like, hey, stop the elevator. And like they somebody put their hand and it was freaking Johnny Russell with his girlfriend just walked in and everybody was like giving wow. crap to the other guy. It was just like really funny, like the way it was set up. Again, literally like no one there other than us you know like so it, it was just really really funny um, the whole experience was pretty funny and then obviously being able to talk to um to ben and to brad schmidt um you know after the match was nice and we called it a night but i was trying to maybe get like a video or something but we were so lost and confused i was like there's no way we're gonna make it back to where we're going at this point man so um really good experience uh definitely looking forward to doing another one next year uh wish it would have been a win, first of all, and then also maybe that it would have been the U.S. Open Cup final coming up on Wednesday, man. Yeah, but one thing we did take away that not like I mean I like it for Kansas City that they're really well backed up by their fans, their supporters. It was like, you know, completely Kansas City. We didn't didn't even see any dynamo fans i'm sure they were probably in the crowd maybe not even wearing their thing just afraid i don't know one, one of those people that are like oh no they if i wear the wrong team jersey yeah i'll sure. get in a fight nah dude like that's really rare i feel like but uh but yeah we didn't see any orange out there um which is good for kansas city because i feel like if messi does show up there i don't think he'll be like that welcome you know they'll actually support more kansas city than sure. try to bring this little, you know, messy fans, kind of like they made fun of the Orlando game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you guys awesome. saw that. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. No, but yeah, again, and then the game itself, man, uh, never, I didn't really go back and saw the, the most of the game. Obviously, you watch live and you can get distracted from the things you're doing. Uh, but I think that, that was a, I would say it was going to be a, a win or even a draw, knowing that, you know, last second, you know, great save by the goalie. We have to give him credit, but Bear had to do better right there, man. You know, and the basically what ninety plus minute, dude, put that on frame, trying to get get that going. But um, great to see the takeaways that I have is great to see t- uh teenage get minutes. You know, play the first half, get a goal. Uh, great. It would have been, I think. It it was risky, but if you would play him the whole 90, maybe he gets another goal because there were so many corners and possibilities in the air that he could have been dangerous for Houston, but it just didn't happen. Um, you had Caicedo and what's it, Nelson Quinones both hit the crossbar or the wood the wood frame, I guess. Um, and then they did too. They had obviously that really weird dude. Is it a handball? It's not a handball. To me, it was never a handball. The guy's looking away. You had Sevas Kovosic looking away at that shot. You know, I'm, my reaction was, man, great save by by Steve. Not once did I realize that it had hit uh, Kovosic on the hand. So uh, I, let's start there, man. Christian, you saw it on TV. You saw it. You, oh, yeah. You saw it on TV. He's like, no, no, I didn't. I was, but, I was at a baby shower, bro. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hey man, that's another baby it. shower. What, that was a <laughs> baby shower, quinceañera, like everything at once, oh, probably. Um, yeah. But what I was gonna say, if you saw it on TV or if you saw the replays, you saw that you know they took a, their time looking at it on VAR, and I think the to me it's like, what is a handball? And Christian, I don't know if you did get to see the replay again or not, um, or Rodrigo, but. Is that to you, if you're a referee, man, how's that a handball? I, I don't get it. I don't I don't know if you guys want to comment from seeing that. We have a video. I'm going to look at it one more time. 
Let's go look at it one more time. It's just, I think it comes down to how close the play is and the speed of play. And when you slow things down, obviously you're like looking for it. And I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's more like bias because I don't even think it got the reaction from the fans at first. Like when it happened, they were everywhere. It's more like fans or even the players that it was almost the goal, you know, the, the save more than anything than the clearance. And then I think everybody was a little bit lost or puzzled when they kind of stopped it and then they went to VAR. Because um, I think the uh, inside the stadium, the on-field call, they usually give a description and it said uh, VAR checking for possible foul. They didn't say checking for possible handball. So I think they didn't yeah. even know what it was until sure. they actually looked at it and then they were like, oh, it's, you know, a handball. And to me, that was kind of like, what the heck? That's, you know, kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, I think it just came down to who was running the VAR at the time and what they thought it could be, which is also kind of lame just because it's like, what, eight minutes into the game? No, not yeah, no, not even. Or, no, it was it was the fourth minute that the incident. Four minutes. I don't know. I guess it took like all the way to the seven minutes for them to take the PK. Like, I mean, it yeah, was something really, like that. Really early on, they'd spend four or five minutes just looking at the replay and trying to make a decision. And you know, look again, looking at the play and looking at other plays that we've seen in the past being called the PK. That you're like, there's no way. To me, a lot of it is the natural motion that your body is doing. I mean, you see Kovacic kind of just. It's one of those, you know, you're twisting away not to get hit and the ball hits you in your opposite hand. It's not like he threw the hand over or above him or just in front of him. It was, uh, to me, a natural way his body is moving that it hits the hand. And we've seen that even, I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was Memo Rodriguez last season that he, like, or, yeah, I think it was him. And he basically slid down. And, you know, whenever you, it's anytime you slide down, what's your first reaction? Your backhand usually goes down, right, to touch the ground. And it hit his hand there, and they called, a, like, a penalty. It's like, how, what are you supposed to do? There's no way that you can not, you know, you have arms for a reason. And the, your, your body, <laughs> your movements take it that way. Now, are we supposed to cut everyone's hands at this point? Uh, you know, maybe freaking tape them to their bodies. Like, what are what what the hell? I don't yeah. know, dude. Oh yeah, that's not a PK. Yeah, especially when he's <laughs> going away from the play. Like it's his, I guess his hand that's towards his. That's what I'm back, saying. Is his guess, body, yeah, the like, one away from him? Yeah. So it was. It would have been the. I guess it would have been the one that he's turning with. It would make more sense because you're kind of stretching your hand out. Right, but the one that's in the inside is like, yeah, it's going more to like, and it it's like, and it's also like the, the way his body is shaped is like, even it, like it was like the craziest shot because it like this shot or the ball basically went around his body and hit his hand when really that that hand is being blocked by his body, so that's why it just I wouldn't that would never be a penalty, and I get people like, oh, bought the hand, hand to ball, like. Which one is it? Because, you know, that to me, it's never a handball. You know, it's, it's if your hand's overstretched, okay, fine, call it. But his hand is being tucked away when he twists. So it really kind of struck my nerve whenever I saw that. I was like, man, really? What the hell's a penalty or what's a handball at this point, you know? And also, like, the original hit wasn't even going towards goal. Like, it was como que yo más central. Yeah, like, it was across, more of a yeah. cross. And then it hit the guy and it went to go. So I, I don't know. I mean, I remember I, I remember now because I watched like the first five minutes on my phone. Yeah. And I was like, and, and, and it was weird because I saw that and I was like, why are they with the foul? I thought for a second, I thought um, Steve Clark had was hanging from the, from the, from the cross. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because, yeah, I remember that we, we now that you mentioned uh, Rodrigo that it said possible foul and i was like i wonder if like they're calling that like a technical foul like well, him hanging uh, on it or something you know what i mean i, like, I thought it was i thought like it was that. i thought it was most on the rebound maybe when he yeah when he saved when it and it was a rebound and then there was yeah. i forgot who was in front of it yeah. and then one of their players i thought that's like a collision like maybe he yeah. Yeah, yeah. ended up hitting his foot before 
the ball or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I mean. Yeah. Once we saw it, like possible. Yeah. It, it, it was out of whack. But honestly, I think at the end of the day, there is that not that, you know, long after you see that red car and looking at it, obviously it happened in front of you, Rodrigo. So I guess we'll get your point of view of what you saw, you know, in real time. In real time, man, I saw that it was straight red. I was like, <laughs> I was shocked that like um, Escobar was the one that, and if you're watching the game and if you go back to it, um, I'm the guy that kind of rolls the ball back <laughs> to Escobar. It almost hit um, uh, Quinones because he was just laying on the ground. And I just kind of like, the ball was coming straight to me, so I just tipped it back. But Escobar came and grabbed it from me, basically, and he was just starting to juggle. But he seemed so calm. And I'm just thinking, like, bro, that's a straight red. Like, I was just, I kind of wanted to tell him, like, yeah, if, if they don't give a red here. And this was before, like, he went to go check on VAR. Yeah. Um, Because, man, when I saw his foot, and I I was I meant to watch the replay again, but I saw his foot, like, land awkwardly to step. Yeah. And then when he came down on it, I'm like, ooh. At first, I thought it was broken. Like, I was telling Rudy, like, my mind was playing tricks on me. I'm like, I, I could have swear I saw his bone pop out. You know, I thought he was like, oh, this guy's done. Yeah, I mean, that's because it looked that bad. Like real time, it looked bad. And then when I saw him, like, couldn't even like, um, move. You know, because you you know when you're kind of say faking it in a way. Right. They start doing like little rolls around rolls, everywhere and all that, but no, he style. like he just stayed there and he was afraid to move it. And obviously, it was more like a roll ankle plus the pressure. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what he got most out of it. And luckily, you know, he was able to play on it. Um, it wasn't, I guess, too, too serious, but it was obviously the intent of going in a hard, hard tackle and studs up, I guess. I don't know what the, the final call was. I still got to go back and watch it. That's, what, that's um, what kind of what it looked like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I but think I, I, when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's a straight red. If they don't, if they give, if they don't give anything, I feel like they bought this ref. But yeah, obviously after that from, whole PK, but... from when I was looking at it, you could see that it was a really like hard challenge. And once they started showing re replays, and well, granted, they really weren't showing replays in the stadium, but I had the watching the game and it's always like, you know, a minute delayed. So I was able to go back and see. And I was like, as soon as I saw it from a closer look, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a straight red. And you know, not to say that Johnny Russell was is a dirty player or really went for that intent, but he oh, went studs dirty. up. Yeah, he, he, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that in the elevator, bro. I get jumped. Um, and uh, but his his he went really high with studs up, so he was going for the ball and he did touch the ball, but he just took out you know Nelson Quinone. I mean, that could have you're right, Rodrigo. That could have been like a broken leg for sure. And again, being with the the biased media that I was saying, I just kept hearing people say, that's a hundred percent a yellow card. I'm like, what in what world is that a yellow? Maybe in Argentina or maybe in Honduras. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. shoot, come on, man. Like it was never that's the straight red, and however you want to see it. And it, the game just complicated itself. You know, obviously they were already up one goal get a red card, they get another goal, making it 2-0, and then teenage getting at a goal at, you know, at the end of halftime that you thought, okay, the team is going to get back in here. And they played well. They just could not break Kansas City uh, at all. And Tim Milley played a hell of a game, man. He had so many good saves that you were just in awe that he could still get to those low shots, man. It was it was pretty crazy, man. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything that impressed you guys that you guys want to touch on. I would say the biggest takeaway out of this, and I think Ben spoke a little bit on it too, is the red card really helped a lot just to get the players in rhythm for what the important game is, which is going to be the U.S. Open Cup against Inter Miami. I feel like that really helped the team. Obviously, morale, I don't think it really, like, Nobody's going to be down like, oh, we lost against Kansas City. One, it's a way. Two, when you look at the bigger picture, it didn't move us any way, shape, or form on the table. Like, you stayed in the same place. So, at the end of the day, you know, if, if this loss would have brought us down, like, three spots, then you would be like, shit, you know, we're, we're back in trouble or whatever. We really need to pick it up. But the fact that we stayed the same, 
and the fact that our players weren't um, extremely fatigued after the the game, I, I think that's kind of like a win. Like they went, did what they had to do. They didn't go the route of other teams. Not gonna say any names, but they usually end up playing reserves or take out their whole squad just to have like Maybe. super fresh legs. Maybe. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, and I think that that was yeah, it was good to see. Uh, I, I mean, a, a number of rotations, you know, from games past. So seeing players like Ethan Barlow play a really good game, the ninety minutes again, almost getting that breakaway assist to Corey Bear would have been like the I, you know, the uh, what is the cherry on the cake? Um, so it just didn't happen. It didn't pan out, but. Whenever you go away, those away points are not given. I think we've noticed that. And if you talk to Sack from our group, man, he'll tell you, always bet on the home team. Like, you know, the home team, chances are 90% probably that you're going to get that dang win. You know? like, and we're playing away team. next game, bro. What are you doing? I know, I know, I know. Who are you supporting? No, but... <laughs> is that a me- we'll message jersey in the back? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you have the fake background so you don't feel the pink yeah for real I'm, once i take this one off the messy one comes on uh but no obviously oh, again, not the result we wanted there's a, a very important game on saturday for the regular season the team is trying to clinch playoff birds since 2017 uh it's it's there it's almost there they just need to go ahead and seal it but we'll skip that talk for now and go to the U.S. Open Cup, man. I, I don't know how excited you guys are uh, for this U.S. Open Cup final. I feel like the excitement is there because we've been talking about it for so long. But I think a lot of us are kind of tired of just Messi and Miami. And I think, Rodrigo, you mentioned earlier, Orlando did a <laughs> hell of a great job burning all those quote-unquote fans, man. But, uh, Rodrigo, we'll start with you, man. What are you thinking about this U.S. Open final, man? You know, I think there's something Houston needed. Um, not just the team. Well, mostly the team. Mostly Ben, I would say. <laughs> Herrera that he, you know, came from last season. And like he said, wanted to go to... <laughs> what's the best translation? <laughs> um, a shithole, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like they've really turned around this team. Done a great job the players, the coaching staff on what a successful season should look like and making it to this final. I think that's one of the biggest things going against Messi in the final probably kind of sucks because obviously they're going to be the big time favorites. They just won the league's cup. You know, it's, you have Messi, you have Busquets, you have Jordi Alba who recently joined. I feel like if those three guys, would not be there. And even if Inter Miami would make it into the final, it'll be more like an even match uh, per se, but can't take away anything from this team. They've been playing great. They've been moving the ball really well. And by this team, I mean Dynamo. Uh, they've been showing things that we were missing in the past. This whole, um, really mentioned what, Tiki Taka or Joga Benito. <laughs> It's Benny Ball. Benito for the win, man. But you know, like great passing. I mean, <laughs> it works up. It, yeah, it, it's been working. They've been finding the right passes, quick passes, one touch um, style of play, which is great to see. It makes it really enjoyable. And at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a great thing that we're in a final. Definitely need to win to bring those fans back. I'm not saying it'll, hey, you know, we'll get all the fans back on board, but the coaching staff's right. The players are right. It's nice to see fans out there supporting in the stadium, but we definitely need more out there. Yeah, I agree with that, man. And, you know, just talking in general about Miami before, Christian, you know, you give it your thoughts. Just Messi, will Messi play? That's a big question, right? Will Jordi Alba play? It's a final, man. I think you kind of have to see them, like whether they start or they come off the bench. Uh, they're gonna be there. It's you don't miss finals, but they're gonna play. What were you gonna mention, man? <laughs> no, I was gonna say like 
just being obviously being a final and the fact that Messi's gonna be potentially playing in it, you know, nine times out of ten he'll play in the final. Um, a lot of people are gonna be watching. So this is gonna be really good for the Dynamo to get, you know, their brand out there. And, and you know, if they play the way that they've been playing, if they put the heart that they've been putting in his last few games, I mean Players like like Dorsey, players like I don't know Coco, who ha- has already has had who already has had eyes on him, uh, would probably put more eyes on him. Uh, but I think you know this is going to be a, a huge plus, not only to kind of show you know the the league that maybe we could compete and we could win another championship, but kind of you know show the world that the Houston Dynamo does have some talent, you know. And, and we're turning stuff around. You know, uh, I think a lot of people, there was a, an MLS, um, how was it called, uh, article that just came out. I forget the name that I wrote it, but I know the guy sent it on the chat. I, I started reading it. I didn't finish it. But basically, you know, people are noticing the dynamo. You know, they're noticing the change. They're noticing all the good things that we're doing. And Was that know, the, we, the Charles Bowen? I think it was Charles Bowen. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. So that guy. So yeah, I mean, if you haven't read it, go to MLS But also another good article, ViceCitySoccer.net. Uh, you can check those out. Joey did one; it was really good, kind of like uh, the 2018 uh, road to the to 2018. So hopefully, you know, maybe in the future we'll get another one for 2023. But um, but yeah, I mean, it it's gonna be good. A lot of eyes are going to be put in this game. And hopefully that transfer over to Eisen Houston. And I mean, that's great for us because I mean, we're, you know, we're covering it all. So it, it's going to be good for the city, good for the sport, good for the city in this, you know, the sport in the city. So bring it on, man. I'm ready for this game. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, I'm excited. I, I don't feel as a, as a fan and a guy that covers the team, uh, if you really are invested, you start to get a little nervous, you know, but yeah, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like the whole day, you're kind of, I guess at least that's for me, because yeah. at this point, really the the only team that I, I would say I'm invested in is the Dynamo compared to like yeah. Barcelona or Chivas or, you know, teams that um, I've grown up watching. But it's like, I hope that the guys in the Dynamo that obviously – yeah, weren't a part of the 2018 final, but they've been in finals, so they've been in big uh, games. Show up, and Miami has players that've been in finals, obviously with the, all the Barcelona guys that we mentioned. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just small, but, ones. yeah, just a, just. A, but hope, but I mean, there's gonna be a bunch of, also that haven't been at finals or haven't had this yeah. spotlight, and we've seen obviously what's his name, Kromeski kind of show up out of nowhere and be a hell of a player at 18 and get called up to the U.S. national team. I mean, people are going to step up and and want that spotlight or share the spotlight with Messi and to improve their career, like Rodrigo's saying. That's, in a way, what the Dynamo are going, right? You're going, you know, every a lot of people are going to be watching this game. Uh, surprisingly, it's not everywhere right now, and we know – that yeah, I don't know how they're reading this in Argentina. Christian, you watch Argentinian like news. Like, what is the is Messi, buzz about yeah. that, man? Is Messi playing another final? I mean, we could even, you know, you can see it here and kind of like the United States media. I mean, the US Open Cup, you know, nobody cared about it. And now it's being picked up by Telemundo, you know, in the Spanish. Uh, I think Paramount has it now. Yeah. Like, you know, or Peacock, one of those. I mean, I think they obviously, all do. yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, Messi being here, obviously, it is a, a huge factor. But, you know, we got to take, like I said, we got to take advantage of this opportunity and just kind of go all out. And you say about, you know, everybody else cares for it, but it's funny that MLS still doesn't put it really a lot yeah, of effort into it. Obviously, it's more of a U.S. Um, or federation tournament. And, yeah. you know, they have two games happening, like two random MLS games happening on the same day. Like, yeah, what? Capitalism. Makes no sense. <laughs> they would n- never do that anywhere else, you know? Yeah, Philadelphia versus Dallas playing. 
at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Then the Miami-Houston at 7.30. Then at 8.30, you have Colorado-Vancouver. Talking about a fantastic game. And then you get LAFC watch it. <laughs> at 10 o'clock, you know, for the Com- Campeones Cup or whatever. It's like, That's too what? Weird. Like, nowhere else would you see that. You know, like those, you know, um, or the National Cups are always a big deal. FA Cup. Uh what is that the the one I'm thinking about? Um, even Carabao Cup or stuff Copa like del Rey. Yeah, even Carabao gets love for God's sakes, man. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just interesting the way it's set up. Interesting that there's so many games, but we'll see really, you know, how many people show up to those games. And I mean, I hope. I mean, Philadelphia and Dallas, like they have a good enough fan base. Vancouver, Colorado, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. LAFC, I do expect to probably a sellout for them. But it's just kind of interesting, man, the way it's set up. Um, I want to be and ask you guys your thoughts on who's going to win and why. But I feel that it'd be dumb of us to just pick against a Dynamo. You know, if that's, yeah. And uh, But, Rodrigo, this is going to be my question to you, and we'll kind of wiggle ourselves out of this episode. But for the Dynamo to win, what will they need to do? That would be the question for both of you guys. For the Dynamo to win the U.S. Open Cup, what do they need to do? Uh, score more goals than the opponent. <laughs> Come on, Rudy. <laughs> I knew you. See, I told you it's 10 o'clock. The stupidity kicks in. Control the midfield, man. Control the midfield. I don't even think it's that. It's honestly control the fouling. I feel like Dynamo gets heated real quick. Yellow star flying, red star Escobar. flying. Escobar. Yeah. I feel if we get a an early yellow red, especially Herrera. Herrera has been a key player, but he's also like, I would say maybe short temper at times, where he just throws little tantrums and boom, yellow. And now you're playing the next eighty minutes with a yellow, and trying to defend somebody like Messi, you know, or whoever it could be. You can't really make those tactical fouls anymore because it's going to be in another yellow. Um, I feel like we can stay away from that too, making stupid fouls. I mean, if Messi's behind the ball on a free kick, there's not much you can do about it. You know, it's basically give him a free goal. Um, I wish somebody would have the balls to really just go back and cover the post. Yeah, Just kind of some like stupid little tactics. If they want to go ahead and um, try to play short and try to take advantage of that because there won't be really offsides anymore, go for it. But I feel like somebody should just go ahead and, hey, Steve, let me get on this post. You cover the other one yeah. kind of thing, you know, because it, it should work. I mean, <laughs> it's worked with other teams sometimes in the past when they just kind of run back there and try to head the ball out. Um, somebody like teenage should be able to do that. It's a pretty tall guy. But no, just don't give up Stuart Fouls. I feel like that that would be the the biggest also, thing. I don't I don't know if there's a contract thing because you know they've been saying how nobody's supposed to touch Messi and this and that. I want somebody on Messi. You know, put Arthur. Tony Russell. This guy Put somebody just next to Messi. Make him uncomfortable. Granted, it could piss him off and he could score a hat trick. I don't care. But don't I just don't want him roaming around like that's what we see all the time. This dude walks in. Walks the entire damn game, sprints <laughs> for like two seconds and scores a goal. Like this, this you can't. You're not allowed. Don't do that. I'm. I don't want that. But Christian, man, what are your thoughts, man? What What does the Dynamo have to do or not do, um, if they want to lift that trophy, man? No, yeah, control the midfield. I mean, I think uh, Hector Herrera, Coco, probably, and Arthur are going to be the starting three, and they're gonna have. I mean, Obvious, right? But you gotta keep the ball as much as you know, as much as you can without them having the ball, because they're probably gonna look to do the same thing. And also, I mean, if Jordi Alba plays, obviously he's really good on that side. So just make sure whoever's gonna be marking him, if it's you know Dorsey, if it is Escobar, whoever it may be, uh, just kind of keep an eye on them. But I think, I mean, honestly, 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 hands to God, I think we have a good enough team to. Be Miami in Miami. 
Um, I think they, they proved it. I mean, look at the games that they played against really good MLS teams. I mean, St. Louis, uh, well, Cincinnati was like in the beginning of the season, but like other really good teams in the league, you know, LAFC, we beat them twice. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything else right now, but like, you know, Seattle. Yeah. Um, just, you know, teams that are historically good and we tend to like, you know, struggle with them. The Dynamo has either, you know, beat them or maybe tied them or made it really difficult for the other team to beat us. I mean, Seattle coming here beat us 1-0, but it took them forever, you know, to score yeah. that one goal. And we were able to kind of hold them for almost 90 minutes. Um, but I think the Dynamo are at a per like, it couldn't have any more perfect to have this match. I think we were kind of at our peak. It would have been great to, to win in Kansas City. Think kind of go into you know into the week with a high, yeah. But even losing at Kansas City, I don't, I don't think it, it has affect anything. You know, I think I think um, that losing makes them even hungry. You know, I at the end of the day, you could see how pissed off the team was, knowing that they could have won or knowing that they could have drawn, knowing that they could have won. They play way you know much better, whether it be more possession. They had their looks, they just couldn't finish. So hopefully um, that's something that, that sparks and even, you know, again, even more hunger when it comes to it. But also one thing is I feel like Coco has been struggling the last couple of games like he did at, you know, before the Gold Cup, before he was named the MVP. And um, I think he, we, we already, we know what he can provide. And I think the expectations for him are really high. And I think if the Dynamo, and that's going to be if my, if the Dynamo are going to win against Miami, you need Coco to be on it. You need Coco to play what we know that he can play. You know, whether we joke around and talk about whether he's a creative guy or not, I think we know that he is dangerous enough to provide that. And we haven't seen Bossy, obviously. And he's been a day-to-day, um, you know, um, player, whether he makes the lineup or not. He didn't travel against Kansas City. We didn't see him. Well, we saw him at the stadium uh against Vancouver you know playing the drums with El Batallon and stuff but can he be the guy to break down Miami and and help Houston lift another trophy man so we'll we'll leave it yeah 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 Yeah, last thing I think here this might sound kind of dumb or stupid but I think a a great decisive factor for this game might be if Corey Baird has a really good game or a really bad game. I mean, Corey Baird has at least two to three chances per game lately. And, and you know, he could, you know, freaking do a little bicicleta and, like, score it on you and, like, just, you know, score nice goals. Or he can just miss them all, right? Yeah. And and he gets chances, right? Like, he makes space. He makes runs. He's always attentive. And I think Corey Baird himself has grown a lot. From you know all the shit talking that I did you know at <laughs> him last year, but like this year he's did he really block inspiring. you? Are you blocked? Are you blocked? I don't I don't think I'm blocked yet. There you go. Hopefully he hasn't. But <laughs> I think Corey Baird could be a huge a huge factor when it comes to the Dynamo, either winning and scoring a good amount of goals, or honestly not scoring much. Because at the end of the day, he you know he plays on number nine at times. Yeah. And. You know, we're going to need him to, you know, get get his shit together, put his, you know, mind in the game and and put him in. You know, go to, go for Chicharito, hit it with your nipples if you have to. Like, I don't care at this point in time. Like, I need you to score goals. There's no need to be fancy. I know he, he gets fancy sometimes. Like, I don't need you to be fancy. Just take shots, put them on frame, and, you know, one of them is going to go in, and I think one of them is going to be enough. I mean, their goalkeeper – Went from a backup to now being called up to also to the national team. So, like, the guy's good, right? Like, we've seen a right. lot. I've seen some games. He's pretty good. So, let's just try to put it on frame and make the guy work, you know? Make him make him pay. Go yeah, no, for sure. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting, man. I, yeah. You, you need everybody to be on their game. You need yeah. Escobar, if he's going to start, on fire, man. You need Dorsey to be on fire. Like, you expect um everybody or the lineup that we know is a starting lineup uh i don't think there's going to be a lot of movement i think i don't think he'll risk playing teenage but i'm not sure 
you know. But I think there's already kind of a lineup that we've seen pretty often. Um, yeah, what's up, Chris? I remember. I really liked it when they went with the three center backs. Yeah. Uh, teenage, Mikel, and, uh, and Shevchenko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really like that. For some reason, I think we were really good defensively. And then, you know, if you if you can have Escobar and Dorsey on either side, I think that would be really, really good. Yeah, and I it's it's fun that like solid. we've seen we've seen more of the guys kind of come in and start clicking. You know, obviously it took yeah. a while for Brad Smith to finally find his fitness, and it looks like he's there. You know, obviously Quinones has gone from up and downs. Right now, I think he's not at his highest point. He's struggling some. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sevas has still hasn't, uh, I think, incorporated himself well enough yet. We know what Ali Ibrahim brings. He's a little, he's dangerous, but. Run in front of Goldman, he gets gun shy. And uh yeah, Corey Baird, you know, if he has a good game, if he has or hits on, he can find the back of the net or at least you know be dangerous. That's it. You know, and we know Clark it's is one of those players that he shows up, you know. Hopefully well, that's the case. I was gonna say, I mean, is this Tarbell's competition though? That is true. That's I another mean, thing. You're right. You've benched him in the final, but he played all the tournament. Yeah. I feel like I think Tarbell's gonna get the start. You know, right? I feel Tarbell would have played against K, uh, SKC as a consolidation of like, hey, yeah, yeah. let me go Cause, ahead and do cause, uh, when, when I he... agree. I mean, but, but both goalkeepers have been on it though. I mean, yeah, you know, keeping clean sheets, um, both of them. I mean, Tarbell had that two, well, yeah, two clean sheets, right? Uh, against Rosal Lake. Yeah. Um. Home and away. Yeah. So. But that that goes to kind of show you how like how much our rotation, how good it's got. I mean, yeah. even our goalkeepers are are like straight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's crazy. They're both both like showing up. All I think we have like five center backs, and most of them have been playing. I mean, Daniel Sarris hasn't played in a while, yeah. but I mean, even when he comes in, he does pretty good. Uh, we've been pretty solid. It was a good year for sure. Yeah, but I think you're right, Rodrigo. You know, not thinking about it. I mean, Tarbell has played every game. I think, you know, oh, I think I'm thinking the him. LA Galaxy. Sorry, he kept the clean sheet against LA Galaxy. Yeah, actually got scored against Real Salt Lake. Yeah, and then Clark played the other one against Real Salt Lake. But yeah, um, that should be his competition. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like a confident coach will go with Tarbell just because yeah. he's the one that got you there, right? But at the same time, if you think Clark is gonna do better, then you know you go with Clark. Um, it's your starter, though, no? Or yeah. Does it yeah, but it's it's a com- I mean it's it's, it's a, a completely different competition. Though. Yeah, I mean I see it, and I'm I guess I'm biased on my way of thinking just because uh, you know I follow Liverpool. I see um, Klopp when he gives the chance to the younger guys, and when like the EFL. Uh, cup they won. I, I thought I thought Tarbell um, was a grandparent already. Didn't you say the grandparent? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he said a young guy. I'm like a young guy. He's like Tarbell looks. Well, like you know what I mean. Like, I, I know what younger. you mean, bro. I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm talking about the reserve. <laughs> this guy. Tarbell, Tarbell just, You know we don't we don't do respect to Tarbell. He I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I mean he knows like. Give me some some of that gray for men, men for gray, whatever. <laughs> hey, I'd rather have gray yeah. than no hair, technically. But hey, that's is true. Is. That is true. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so guys, I think we've touched on everything we're gonna touch on. Definitely uh check out our social medias because we're gonna be giving away some good stuff soon. Um, Chris, tell the people how they can connect, man. Yes. Uh, you can get us at buycitysoccer.net. Always find us there. Uh, go check us out. Uh, just a quick, a quick shout out to Senate Avenue Brewing Company. I think they're also having a little watch party uh, over there. So if you're in that area in the uh, uh, Jersey Village, Cypress area, go hit them up. Go over there, show up, be be loud, be proud. Wear your orange, support the Dynamo. Uh, so go and check them out over there, Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Uh, but yeah. Us, BayouCitySoccer.net. You can find us at BayouCitySoccer on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, go check us out over there. Rudy, Rudy Segura, 01. 
I think uh, <laughs> one, Rudy, I was, I don't know. Bro, we've been doing this too many years. <laughs> and this is the same thing. Rudy Segura 3 and Rodrigo Segura 01. Go check those guys out. You can find me at Chris Italias with no numbers at the end of my name. And then you can just, you know, go check us out. BuyUCBSoccer.net. That's where we be. Rodrigo, Bye. tell the people right. goodbye. 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 <laughs> All right, Houston fans, thank you for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. Stop.